And it's the little things that bring us forward during the pandemic, I think. It's the little Nandos yeah. that bring us forward. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the world's greatest parenting podcast. This is Overly Honest Dads. My name's Matt. I am the master of ceremonies for this year's show. And I'm joined, inevitably, by two reprobates called Magnus. Hi, guys. And John. Hello, hello. Are we doing well, everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So, straightforward show for you lovely people today. We're going to start off with dad news. Um, after that, we've got the first ever segment of our Overly Honest Book Review. Or, or, or should we call it Overly Honest Book Club? Should we call it Overly Honest Book Club? Yeah, let's call it the Book Overly Club. Honest yeah, book club. that's fine. The, Did I say Book Club? Like... Oh, <laughs> it does sound like that. It book. sounds like Book Club. Book when you first said club. it, I became very interested. Book Club. Um, where we're going to review kids' books because I'm sure we've all had experience of reading lots and lots of kids' books and we're going to review some of those. So it's just like a variation on the whole product review thing we normally do. Then World of Parenting, where we give you some parenting stories from around the world. And then we wrap up with Am I Being Unreasonable? And so straight into dad news and John is going first. Oh, thank you, Matt. So dad news this week. I... Basically, I'm very, very tired. I've not been able to spend a lot of time with the kids, but I have decided to teach them something new. And I ordered a chessboard and I wanted to teach my youngest how to play chess because he loves maths. He doesn't fucking like chess, the bastard. He ended up turning <laughs> me down and goes, no, dad, this is boring. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, my daughter loves chess and we play chess every day now. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of building her brain on strategy, and it's amazing. It really is amazing. And she's just been picking it up, and she remembers the moves. She's put me in check a couple of times now as well. Shows how shit I am. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just been pretty impressive. I mean, it's been really, really impressive just been seeing her develop that skill. Because it is a difficult game. It's not an easy game to learn. And she's really picked up the skill. She's picked up the moves. She knows what to do. She knows how to attack and how to protect. It's pretty impressive. So quite, quite proud of my child. And then the other side of dad news is that the school that they go to, three classes have gone into quarantine because there's been cases. And that's been a bit of a worry. And to be honest, we, we took him this morning because they were ill yesterday and the day before with colds. And, uh, the school's empty like no one's taking their kids to school it's insane it's like the last week before christmas and no one's taking them uh and i think there's just a, a constant fear for your kids to if they catch corona and whatnot and that was uh, a bit of a worry but ours are fine and uh next week we're all going to be home and you know enjoying the time together and then off we go in our little yeah. bubble do you have a sense of why people are worried about their kids getting corona because unless i've missed something they're still at minimal risk aren't they or is it yeah, more, a, more of a worry about infecting like people at christmas and stuff i think it's the infecting people at christmas because obviously with the christmas bubble that we have in the uk and this is for our american listeners in the uk we are allowed to meet with another two households for a period of five days uh during christmas so that families can get together at christmas and uh the reality is that people are getting paranoid what if the kids catch it what if they you know we want to meet with granddad and grandma and you know you can kill your grandparents basically with corona is the reality so a lot of people are just doing this they're just uh not sending their kids to school anymore uh which is i mean it was shocking this morning how empty the school was it really was it was just empty so but yeah 
So that's my dad news, uh, Matt. Brilliant. Thank you, John. Magnus. Well, um, I, I have some dad news for you guys, which is actual, literal dad news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I handed in my notice as I've been offered a new job. Which I'm thoroughly excited for. Thank you is this very a permanent much. job or another contract? It's another contract. Oh, um, right. Okay. Cool. I, I won't go into specifics, but it's quite an upgrade, seemingly so. And um, it's a contract perm. So, oh, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, with uh, a hell of a lot of what I would like in terms of my own development. Um, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, because it, it does seem pretty damn good. Um, is it, I didn't, are you didn't scared that it. it's going to be better than not as good as you think it is or you're, you're yeah is that what it is you're scared for, for sure for sure I, I i am somewhat apprehensive as to whether or not it will be as good as i think it is um but i, I need to take risks and i, I guess for a, a lot of dads out there when when you have kids or when you're planning to have kids taking risks goes out the window temporarily and so i've been on the straight and narrow um or on let, let, let's say the the railway lines not going off in any other direction but forward um in a very comfortable manner for the past three years uh, and i i would say that my career has taken a bit of a hit with it we, we've had we've had the comfort of, of income and knowing that we're going to get paid um and we don't need to worry financially but in terms of progression there hasn't really been any yeah that was the sacrifice. And so now I've, I've decided to do so. And it comes at an absolutely awful time during a pandemic mm-hmm. and Brexit is looming in two weeks. Uh, no deal Brexit. Um, but once again, that you know, the, there was a lot of thought that went into it. And uh, yeah, I, I decided to just go for it. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, as a dad, I need my hobby and my hobby is work. And work mm. needs to be interesting because if it's not interesting, I'm killing myself going to work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, work has always been kind of a center point of it needs to be interesting. I need to be learning because if I'm not learning, I'm going to be bored as shit from nine to five or longer than that. So mm. for me, that that development piece, I don't know how you did it for as long as you did where you just did the same thing constantly because mm. that just would kill me. I mean, me and Matt yeah. worked together at the same company for 10 years and we were doing the same job for 10 years. Mm. And that was mind numbing. It really was. And you need, <laughs> when you're a dad in particular, you got all your responsibility at home and all. And for me, it's actually a getaway to go to, to work because I get to spend time focusing and learning on something new, which is pretty cool. There's also yeah. kind of like a, I mean, this will probably sound fairly old fashioned, but I think there's a grain of truth in it that when you are the main earner in a family, which we all are here, then being able to have pride in your achievements at work and demonstrate to your family that you're working hard to benefit them, there's a grain of, you get a sense of pride or usefulness, utility from that. Um, And, you know, putting food on the table is one thing, but being on an upward trajectory is is another thing entirely. And it can help very much with self-esteem and also the respect that your family has for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah big it's absolutely spot on. And the, the way that I was able to, to, to fight the boredom was over those three years, I, I asked for a little bit more money each time with the more experience that I had. That that was kind of it. But the, yeah. the, the general tasks and responsibilities I had were pretty much the same, just across different clients. And that's one of the benefits of being a contractor in that you do get to work across different clients across the country. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. But the, the tasks and responsibilities and who I was was pretty much typecast. Yeah. You, you can't go beyond that. That's the fact of the matter. 
Um, and going permanent, that's the, the, the best way to change that. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not particularly ready to go permanent just yet. I'm still a contractor at heart, but I have the option to. And it's now a serious consideration uh, for, for next year. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, that, that that's my dad news personally. In, in terms of Quinn, um, yeah, lots has happened. She's aged one week. Great. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yeah, shocking. That's I mean, shocking. Yeah. I didn't expect I didn't, that. I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. She's been <laughs> eating and breathing very consistently too. Oh, wow. Yeah, lots that, of That's quite an achievement, mate. Breathing in particular, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were worried for a moment there, but um, no. <laughs> she was okay. So, yeah, that's my dad news. Awesome. What about you, over Matt? Over to you, Matt. Oh, uh, you both handed over there. Wow. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> How brilliant is that? that, was, that your, was that your Christmas present to me? Yes, was. it was. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, as people might be able to tell, I'm tired. It's been Aww. like... I've moaned about work a lot on this, and I'm not going to keep on moaning about how busy it is. But the end is in sight. We'll finish on Friday, and then I have over two weeks off, which I'm very excited about. And Amelie's nursery is open on Monday through Wednesday next week. Um, we go up to Nottingham to see my family on Wednesday. So for those like three days, Amelie's going to go to nursery, and Alex and I are going to take a nice well-deserved break during the days we're gonna Good. watch films on the sofa we're gonna order nando's uh, I, you know what so we, we london's now in tier three so for uh, listeners elsewhere in the world we have a tiered system of um of coronavirus restrictions and london is now in the highest level which means no restaurants um with, with the exception of takeaways and no uh, no pubs and that kind of thing now Nando's is a very popular chain of spicy chicken restaurants here in the UK. Our, our usual Nando's, our usual Nando's doesn't deliver to us normally. It only delivers in a one mile radius of the restaurant. We are oh, we are one point one miles away from the Nando's. Um, no. But when when it closes its doors to guests, then they expand the radius to two miles, and we can order Nando's. And so today, yes. I was refreshing delivering constantly <laughs> until it appeared back on on there and so we had i had nando's for my food today and we're going to order nando's again next week and i'm very happy about this this is oh, a month it, it's is a little saved thing. yeah it's the little, it little things you know it's, it's the worth things. the bumhole which yeah no, I, I love nando's i love that place i love I mean, nando's think about fantastic. the first lockdown when mcdonald's was closed yeah for ages yeah. that killed me man the fact that mm. it was literally everything was closed you can order in anything oh man that that destroyed me it really did and it's the little things that bring us forward during the pandemic i think it's the little nandos yeah. that bring us forward oh and also amelie bit someone at nursery today oh really <laughs> apparently like everyone was going was going outside for some for some reason they were going to play outside and someone yeah. was blocking the door and they wouldn't move out the way and so amelie not knowing any other way to communicate that she wanted to get out with everyone else, you just bit their hand that was holding the door. <laughs> nice. Oh. The they weren't stressed out by it, though. They, they they essentially just said that that this age, like when they want to do something, they don't always have a good way of communicating it or know how to deal with it. And so, as long as it's not, you know, uh, aggressive and vindictive, um, then they can just keep an eye on it and manage it. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah. hopefully she doesn't go around biting more people. Nah, kids are. Uh, that, that, that's right. Just you just you just got to be wary about this. As long as she's not doing anything like waterboarding. Then <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, I don't think there's any risk of torture at the moment, but we will see. We will see. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that's dad news. We are going to take our customary brief break, and when we return, it's the inaugural 
Overly Honest Book Club. We'll see you for that in book just club. a moment. Welcome back to this 33rd episode of Overly Honest Dads. Is it 33, Magnus? It is indeed. 33. Well done, us. Um, and this is the inaugural episode of the Overly Honest Book Club, a variation on our standard product review section. Now, I'm not sure about anyone else out there in podcast land, but I am a naturally bookish individual. I've always been a big reader and it's natural for me as a result to force books on my child. And so uh, we have lots of books around and I'm sure that Magnus and John have the same experience. And so uh, rather than sort of just sort of go through random parenting products, I figure we can also review books and maybe at some point we can look at reviewing TV shows and that oh, kind of yeah. stuff as well um and so this is the inaugural book club and today i'm going to be reviewing a kid's book called 10 little dinosaurs which is by mike brownlow and simon rickety now 10 little dinosaurs uh is uh, a book that essentially is a is a rhyme it's a it's a poem about 10 little dinosaurs who hatch from their eggs and then lose their mama and go on all sorts of adventures uh, before reuniting with their mama at the end, which is, you know, a, a, a tragic tale. With a is it a pop-up ending. book? No, it's not a pop-up book. It's just standard pictures. Shit, then. Um, I bought this from Amazon. I bought it about a year ago, and it costs seven whole British pounds. Okay. Yeah, so one of, uh, I'm going to read a quick excerpt, 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 that right? Yeah, from the book, just, just to give you a taste of what you can expect from the book. So it, it starts as follows. Uh, bear in mind, I've read this probably a hundred times at this point. <laughs> ten little, as you do. Yeah, so to take it away, ten little dinosaurs hatching from their eggs, blinking in the sunshine, stretching out their legs. Look, our mum is sleeping. Let's go and explore. Ten little dinosaurs all say... Roar! Sorry, I clipped there, Magnus. So predictable. Yeah. So predictable. And then, to give you an example, so 10 little, little dinosaurs walking in a line, stomp goes Diplodocus. Now there are nine. Nine little dinosaurs think the world smells great. Slurp goes a hungry plant. Now there are eight. Eight. Wait, 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 hang on. Are they getting killed? Well, it kind of suggests that they are yeah. getting caught. They're getting cause, whacked. Because like, it sounds like one gets caught by a T-Rex, one gets caught by a, a pterosaur, one gets um, caught by some bubbling springs, and the Triceratops comes into things. Uh, there is a, a plesiosaur. plesiosaur. Um, there is a stegosaurus or a steggy. Um, steggy. There is, there is a volcano. <laughs> And then there's a scary dinosaur at the end, but it just turns out to be the mother dinosaur. Um, yeah. And so I'm here to tell you this is a great children's book. Now, one thing I really like about kids books is when they rhyme. Um, and so there's a, and there's a natural sort of fast paced rhythm because I find that makes it easier to keep the kids uh, attention. Yeah. Um, if it's something that's slow and plodding and prose based, then I think it can easy be easy to for people to lose attention. Whereas with a fast-paced rhyme, it keeps their attention and it also keeps you entertained as an individual because it's just kind of fun to read a poem fast. Yep. Now, um, although this is an audio podcast, I think the visual style is also worth drawing attention to. I'm going to just highlight it to my podcast pals here, but you can see it's nice. kind of almost like 
like designed on a computer rather than drawn manually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. like a very vivid modern Slow. art style. Um, yeah. Very feet. nice. Yeah. And I really like it. Like it jumps off the page. It's full of bright colors. Um, there's lots of little details, like all the little dinosaurs. You can kind of follow their little tracks and, 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 and what they get up to. And there's little stories within the story, uh, little visual stories for you to follow. Um, and yeah, and, and the, just the colors really pop off the page. Really, really. Is vivid. that a weed leaf? No, it's not. All right. It does look like it, doesn't it? It's supposed to be a palm tree. Yeah, yeah. This is Matt's, the dinosaurs on Ganja. It, it's it's Matt's hip hop dinosaur book where they get murked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leaves, Getting whacked, know? smoking ganja. That's what you teach your kids. Well done. <laughs> and it does have one of my the, my favorite line is it, it, in it is that three little dinosaurs trying to dodge the poo. Swish goes the steggy's tail. Now there are two. Oh wow! <laughs> he, he got plowed by a turd. That, oh yeah, that's oh. amazing. And on the next page, um, the, the it does have poo on its head. Oh god! So, <laughs> so it's got this sort of like silly childishness about it as well. Okay, that's very that good find, though. That I find really fun. Mm -hmm. So I am gonna I'm gonna give this a rating out of ten. I'm gonna give this nine out of ten. Wow. Okay. Wow. I think it's that's really a big fun. exaggeration. What? That's exaggeration, mate. That seems a bit too much no i really oh. like it and and you know it's, i think it looks good you know when you've read a book so many times that you can pretty much recite it and if you're yeah. still finding it enjoyable and you still want to say nice things about it after it's been drilled into the ground a million times then i think that is indicative of a successful book yeah the there are others in the series as well, although I can't say we've sampled them. On the back, it mentions 10 little pirates. There's 10 little princesses and 10 little monsters. And they all die, basically. That's the idea of the books. They're all, they, they, they're all happy at the they end. They get shat on, they die. All sorts. Right, let me just prove this to you. Safe at home with Mama, who could ask for more? 10 little dinosaurs all say... Roar! I love... I'm not going to do it because I'll clip again. Um, like I love just going really all out when it comes to the raw part. So I say it as loud <laughs> as I can and keep it going for as long as I can. Um, yeah, and awesome. um, that Emily will always find that amusing. I mean, it's fair, you mean like low standards for Hubert for a two-year-old, but still. Yeah. Like, oh, but that's the best thing, isn't it? Yeah, does, does, does Emily reciprocate? Oh, she, yeah, she starts to do raw noises as well now. But that that oh. she also already does those for like lions and tigers and stuff when yeah. Yeah. that comes up. So so she her raw is, is good. Um, but yeah, that's so sweet. Ten little dinosaurs. If you've got a kid aged between I'd say one and uh, and three or four, buy that book or gift it to uh, to someone who does. You will not regret it. Um, that is. Any questions from you guys before we move on? No, no, not at all. Quite interesting. We need to review shit children's book. That's what I want. I want to find a shit children's book and then oh, we got rip some it apart. Those. We've got some yeah. of those. Yeah. We need to be doing that. Yeah. Cool. So that was Overly Honest Book Club. Book Club. Thank Butt you. Plug. Thank Butt. you for uh, uh, for that, me. And um, yeah, so we'll take another brief break. And when we return, it's time for World of Parenting. <laughs> Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads, and it's time for World of Parenting. For any new listeners out there, uh, World of Parenting is where we give you two news stories that are parenting-related from around the world. Our boffin, Magnus, will give us a science story. And John, who 
let's face it, is a more light-hearted individual overall. Yes. Will, will give us a slightly more light-hearted story. Uh, and I'm going to shut up for the most part, which is good news for everyone. So, Magnus, please take the floor. Thank you, Matt. Um, if you're someone who's born in December, you're likely to be a bit pissed that you're not getting double presents as any birthday celebrations that you may have are likely to be overshadowed by Christmas. Um, that being said, it's not all bad news. Uh, according to a study published in the Journal of Aging Research, December babies are nicer people and live longer than everyone else which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, the study looked at, wait for it, John, 1,574 okay. validated centenarians, and these are people living to the age of 100 and over, born in the US uh, between 1880 and 1895, so quite some time ago. Uh, and the study went on to say that, that the, 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 the research suggests that the, the December-born uh, have a significantly higher risk of surviving up to the age of 105 plus compared to June-born or summer babies, okay? Now, guys, compounding this, another study conducted by researchers at Columbia University Department of Medicine of, wait for it again, John, 1,749,400 people. There you go. Good data, people. good data. <laughs> good data, from the well United done. States, uh, found that December babies also have lower risk of cardiovascular disease, Okay. Now, there is more research on this. Um, it was found that Christmas babies are actually nicer to be around than those born in other months. They have fewer mood swings and they complain less. Uh, finally, those with December birthdays are apparently natural-born athletes. So I, I went down a real rabbit hole with this, and it seemed that the benefits of being a December baby were endless, so much so that it really pissed me off. Uh, December baby, more likely to be successful at everything, a genetic propensity for, for luck, big dick, among other things. What? So, yeah. what? 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 Uh, hold on, big dick, because you're born in December? No, 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 I made that up. No, oh, that's, right, that's, that's, that's not actually in the study. That, like, that would have been quite... It's Christmas, you get a big dick. Like... <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, in, in summary, fuck December babies, man. It's not fair. That seems, that, that seems real data. I mean, with that many subjects that seems real data to be fair yeah, so, th yeah. there is a lot of benefits there is a lot of research uh, uh that, that yeah. went into this covering a lot of people um so yeah if you're a december baby lucky you brilliant thank you magnus john what have you got to say oh this brilliant story which um got me angry immediately and then as you read the story you tend to understand so the title of the story is People Are Divided Over This Story of a Mum Tattooing One of Her Twins to Tell Him Apart. So, that already just pissed me off. Reading that, I'm just like, why the fuck would you tattoo a baby, you stupid twat? I mean, what the hell? Anyway, reading the story really helped because it gives you an idea on why. So, a mother of twin boys has come under fire for tattooing one of, her, one of the pair in order to tell him apart. Writing on the Reddit forum, Am I an Arsehole? The anonymous woman discussed the, her unique situation in a post titled AITA for medical, medically tattooing my child under the recommendation of a doctor. So she explained that after five years of trying to have a baby, she, had, uh, she and her husband had a baby conceived through IVF and she ended up having twins. 
After giving birth to the twin boys, the couple found out that one of the twins had a medical condition that required him to have an injection every month. Although the twins, who she calls Jack and Adam, aren't identical, the woman says they look saying my husband and I, they look the same and her and her husband can't tell them apart. So the doctor suggested that she would give one of the baby a medical tattoo. What do you guys think of that? Because when I read the, the, the title, it pissed me off. But then you see the reason <laughs> nice. and you just want to make sure you're injecting the right baby, not injecting the wrong baby. I mean, you should be able to tell your fucking kids apart, shouldn't you? I mean, that's common. I don't know. That's I, how I, I feel. I've always found this a bit weird as well. Like, even when it comes to twins, some people can't tell their twins apart. And there are subtle differences that I think you can pick up quite easily, especially if you've been around them for some time. But I don't know, Matt, you're going to say something. I, I wonder how many pairs of twins have been actually mixed up at various points like there must be some twins who were named like craig and the other one dean and at some point they switched roles but never yeah. knew it that must have happened quite a few times in history. i imagine i imagine there's a bunch of twins out there that share house keys and go and fuck each other's wives god knows yeah i was gonna say that partners. <laughs> yeah it, it, it i remember a, fa- a family guy episode of that just like oh you're my twin switch switch keys fuck each other's wives yeah okay Seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think do you know, what? like, I think it's, it's actually a good idea. If you can't tell them apart, it's a medical emergency. But you then... should be able to tell them apart, man. I mean, they're your kids. No, but if, if you can't, you know, we are given the tools to be able to identify people from billions of others. But like, it doesn't always work, and some people yeah. aren't that great at it. So maybe they're just, you know, they just can't. So. I think it's not bad. Do we? How old are the twins? And do we have a picture of the tattoo? Uh, no, you got a picture of the twins. Okay, yeah. And then so they're just normal picture infants. of the tattoo, and the, the they look really similar. Yeah, they look like like yeah, like dolls, man. So yeah, I I don't know. I still feel a bit weird about tattooing a child. Seems a bit weird because you can't tell them apart. It's, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, in any other circumstance, it is a bit weird. And, um, yeah. you know, like, the, the kid, it's going to hurt the kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. But, but what, what is a tattoo? It's not going to be like a like a big whale tail on their back. No, no, no. It, it's a skull <laughs> with flames coming out of it on, on, on the chest of the baby. That's that's literally what they're doing. Now, uh, medical tattoos are very small. Um, and, and I can't remember where they put them, but I think they either put them just under the armpit, if I'm not mistaken, or mm. on the inside of the leg. So Okay. Which, to be honest, are sensitive areas as fuck. If, if anyone's ever had tattoos, they're sensitive areas that have tattoos in, man. It's not fun. Not fun. So, so yeah. So, that's my news story, Matt. There you go. Thank you, John and Magnus, for taking us on that tour of the world of parenting. So, we have one last section to go through. That is, am I being unreasonable? But before we subject you to that, we're going to treat you to a quick break. So, we'll see you in just a few moments. Welcome back to this final segment of the 33rd episode of Overly Honest Dads and it's time for Am I Being Unreasonable? Am I Being Unreasonable is a board on Mumsnet where people post up their problems, we read them out and we give our verdict. Uh, So I've got about five selected to run through today and the first one is from a poster called Milano. Hey! Yes, and the subject line is Dear husband regularly tells me to shut up when I baby talk to our son. 
the post reads as follows. Just that, really. Am I being overly insensitive when husband mutters or says shut up when I'm baby talking to our five-month-old son? I realise it's probably quite insane to listen to because I use a baby voice when undressing him for bath and say, it's bare butt time, it's bare butt time. And my son is pissing himself laughing. But I heard my husband say shut up. And I said, I hear that from you a lot. It's so upsetting. I'm sat sulking now. I'm being pathetic, right? No. No, you're not. Listen, he's, he's a bit of a dick. Pathetic. No, no, she's not being unreasonable. He's a no, dick. Is, 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 that, is, that, is that abuse? Yeah, that's probably emotional abuse to an extent. Yeah. Or or like really a contributing bad. factor to a overall picture, potentially. What a dick. What yeah. a dick, man. I, mean, I, I often pick these stories because I think there's the risk sometimes that we might be accused just laughing at people on Mum's Net, but there's enough posts on here where people are clearly with partners who are yeah unsuited to their roles as fathers in lots of ways um abusive yeah as well yeah and i think it's i think as men it's helpful for us to remind ourselves of what bad behavior looks like and make sure we check ourselves and don't yeah don't do that behavior ourselves um check yourself before you wreck yourself that's the idea you did have to go there yes Um, i did baby so this next one is one where I'm more looking for you guys to give suggestions to the poster. Not that they're ever going to listen to this, but I think it might be fun. So the post poster, the, the the user is called Cut to Chase. And the subject line is, what can I buy a man for £20? The post reads, 30, hipstery type, vegan, arty, £20 budget. What are you buying your millennial men? I need some inspiration. Is it me or are gifts for men harder on a budget? I can think of loads of small things I would buy a woman, but with men, my mind gets stuck on books. What suggestions do you guys have for what people can buy their men this Christmas for £20? Pornhub su- subscription. Um, I don't think that's a helpful suggestion. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Uh, to be honest, it is difficult. My wife struggles with me as well because I, 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 I don't need anything. I, like, when I need something, I'll buy it and... Yeah, it's difficult. I, I agree. It's difficult to buy for men. <laughs> I'm it's... exactly the same as John. Oh, mate, exactly I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I just tell her what I want for Christmas, and then she'll buy it. But for under twenty quid, uh, there's there's not there's not much. Like, he's really vegan as well. Jeez, where are you going to buy him? Yeah, you know, but mushrooms. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I, that, I don't that's know. It. just ask him. Like this is such a typical reaction because I, I you know I. I, I struggle to tell people what I want for Christmas. Anything that I particularly yeah. want, I've probably already bought um, for myself. Um, mm. Not that I buy much for myself these days because I've kind of got most things I want. That's half the problem. Like when you get into your 30s and you've been earning for a few years. You've you've taken the vice out. The, yeah. You've bought every vice that you wanted, anything that you wanted you bought, and then you get to that age where you don't need anything. I mean, occasionally I'll buy a bottle of whiskey, but she wouldn't know what to buy if mm-hmm. I said whiskey. So, yeah, it's difficult. It's... I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought we might help solve a problem there, but we've just demonstrated nope. why it's a problem more than anything else. Um, yep. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the next one is from a poster called Harmony195. And the Fred subject is, am I being unreasonable to ask my husband to leave me to sleep? Currently very pregnant, so probably hormonal. But my husband works shifts, a mix of earlies, lates and nights. More nights than anything, I work in an office role, currently working from home. When my husband is on nights, he is normally home by 5am and in bed when I get up at 7am. I set my alarm on my watch, sneak out and he rarely even stirs when I get up. Likewise, if he's on lates, I let him sleep in, get up quietly, get get the, the child up for school and he rarely hears us go. When husband is on earlies, he... uh. 
sorry. When dear husband is on earliest, as he is this week, he has to be up at 5.30. He sets his alarm loudly on his phone. Huh. Yeah, lies in bed for 20 minutes and then uh, tries to wake me up and ask questions about where stuff is. That's such a man thing to do. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, always like, oh, where's this thing that I should really know where it is, but I've lost track of it. Yeah. I'm struggling with exhaustion at the moment, working full time uh, on in a full on job, being heavily pregnant and doing the majority of the day to day housework as I'm at home. My iron levels are also being invest- investigated as they are really low. He says I should be awake by 5.30 anyway as I go to bed at 9.30. But after he wakes me up, I struggle to get back to sleep. So that's why I'm in bed at 9.30. I asked him this morning not to wake me and he moaned that it's the only time he gets to talk to me without the kid around. Am I being unreasonable to ask him to let me sleep? I don't what think is she, she is. What is she, she doing, is. man? Leave, leave her alone. She's heavily pregnant, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Doing, working a, a full-time job and doing all the housework and childcare. There's so many dickhead men out there, man. What Bloody the hell. fuck, man? Oh, Jesus Christ. He should know this. He's already got a kid with her. Yeah, and 5.30 in the Idiot. morning. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, even when you've got a kid, 5.30 is still early in my books. Like, it used to be that I'd see 6.30 as early. I don't anymore, but 5.30 is early. Yeah, yeah, 5.30 is is my time is when I get up. But I wouldn't expect my family to get up at that time. Well, that's because you, to... you have your fitness regime, yeah, though, yeah. isn't it? It doesn't sound like this guy is uh, is is wearing a, a oxygen... Mask whilst he, you know, wearing yeah. a sweatsuit on a treadmill at six in the morning, like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Good John, point, you wake John. up at five thirty. Uh, yeah. Matt, what time uh, do you wake night, up? Uh, uh, between four thirty is when the first alarm rings, and then I kind of lie in bed. It, uh, actually, I go downstairs, I lie on the sofa, and then the second one rings at ten past five. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I'm usually and between Matt, half you? six and seven. Half seven. On Emily. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I wake up maybe a few minutes before nine. Jeez, <laughs> man. What the fuck? How do you yeah, live? That? I, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it depends. Like, sometimes I'll wake up at Damn. eight o'clock. I, I used to wake up a lot earlier. That, mate. But no, no, I used to wake up a lot earlier. But now I can wake up later and later to the point where. How do you get away with that? Well. Yeah, how do you get away with work and stuff? I mean, how the hell do you get away with that? Jeez, man. Well, I'm still present at nine. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how do you... I mean, I'll, I'll panic if I've not been online for oh, an hour before. And No, you, know. you, you guys have seen how late I work. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I work until the small hours. <laughs> okay, so the next poster is from a poster called Ramana, and the the, the oh, subject dear. line is, am I being unreasonable to ask my husband, my partner to wake up before 9am? Um <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, you should have kept it going. You should have kept it going, man. That was brilliant. He was listening as well. You should have kept it going. Jesus, that was brilliant. Oh, goodness me. Oh, yeah, that's exactly that's good, what she man. would say. She, she she does get pissed off at me for staying in bed too late yeah. sometimes. Like, if um, I'm in yeah. bed till seven, I get, I get yelled at. Uh, oh, really? But I get a warning. Um, <laughs> I get a warning. Bloody hell. Get a yellow card. And then she gets the water spray out. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I will, yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. I thought you were completely whipped, but clearly not entirely. Um, So the next post. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Matt. Bloody hell. (laughs) So the next poster is called Cats and Kittens 638297. (laughs) Don't know what those numbers are for. Fucking hell, yeah. Um, The the subject line is, am I... uh, uh, This doesn't really make sense. 
that he shouldn't tell dear son to stop playing with dolls. That's the subject line. Bit of backstory. My mum has been with my stepdad for about 11 years. We've not had a great relationship. He's very controlling and just not very nice. They have two sons under 10. He tells them they're not allowed to do art because art is for girls. They're not allowed to like girly things. He's very much conditioned them into keeping boys things for boys and girls to girls. However, I have a three-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. The other day we went to Asda and my daughter picked out a baby doll from the shop and my son a PJ Masks toy. When we came home, dear son was obsessed with the doll. Which is fine. We're not bothered. He can play with what he wants. We're very, uh, we're very much for him playing with dolls and his sister's things. However, I was on a video call with my mum, who isn't bothered about what they play with. My son was showing her the doll. Mum's husband walked past and sees uh, my son has a doll and pipes up with, "What are you playing with dolls for? You're a boy. Boys don't play with dolls. I think that belongs to your sister." He said it in quite a stern way. Son, since hasn't touched the doll. My husband is quite unhappy with him, and I feel like I should be too. Am I being unreasonable to think he has no place to talk to my child like that? Hell yeah, man. The fuck? You pissed right off, mate. You, uh, don't you, talk. You've got a great selection today, oh, Matt. Mate, like, like, of just fucking dicks. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Like, d dick of the week. Like, let's pick them out. Yeah. Fucking well, hell, man. One thing I noticed, I mentioned this to the guys in the little bit where we chat before we start recording, that the, uh, the, the board this week seems full of a lot more complaints than normal sometimes like the the posts on here are quite jovial or, or light-hearted yeah. and i think it's sort of this home straight before christmas it's just gotten everyone uh yeah. het up a little bit um i think there's probably a lot of people that just want the weekend to be here and a lot i know a lot a lot of people this weekend that's when their christmas break starts and so i think a lot of us are just waiting yeah. for that to come through and and am i being unreasonable is is reflecting some of those frustrations but i've saved a more jovial post to last yes um, so is it a karen so the no, it's not Karen. It's it's very quick and very very to the point and very lighthearted. So the poster is called Petty Mum, as in petty, as in French for small. And the poster, the post, the title is Pigs in Blankets. Am I being unreasonable to think they are overrated? I just don't get all the fuss and hype over a greasy little sausage wrapped in a scrappy piece of bacon. <laughs> I would much much rather have an extra turkey on my plate instead, and a whole extra turkey. Um, None of my family like them either. Are we unusual, or rather, others out there who agree? I find them greasy as shit. I don't really yeah. like uh, yeah, pigs and that, That's because so. you're, you're getting store bought ones. You need to make your own. Yeah, really? no, it's still greasy as shit. Even when it, I made my own. The, 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 unless you unless you go for like a like a like a like a I, I don't know one from like Master Spencer's or Waitrose or something like that. The ones that you pick up from Tesco's and Sainsbury's, I've always found to be pretty mediocre. They are. Mm. They're, they're like they're, they're like cardboardy, and the bacon is pretty pretty greasy and slimy they, they like are them, generally mediocre i think it's when when it's on a plate with other stuff then yeah it's a nice little salty treat uh so if you're having turkey which turkey is frankly a bit of shit um, yeah it's it is own. a shit bird and then if you've got a bit of pig and blanket on there, you know, to add a bit of stuffing, a bit of Yorkshire pudding, roast potato, it works all together. Roast potato, what the hell am I? Uh, potato, then, mate. Yeah, in it, I like. It all, but yeah, it's it, Karen, in it. It's a nice little, like, little treat on the plate. But if you had, like, I know that a lot of, like, uh, places like Pret and Eat and places like that, ha they do them in bowls, so you get bowls of pigs in blankets oh. this time of year. I've got no time for that. You know, I don't need that. They, they try and put pigs and blankets in everything these days. Like you can buy no, pigs no. and blankets sandwiches. There's no need. There's no need. Just get a bacon no. sandwich or a sausage sandwich. Stop fucking around. Um, yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Stop fucking. And uh, to be honest, 
I, 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 it's just so greasy. I, I really find them so greasy. Like I, I'm not a big fan of bacon as well, to be honest. I know this is like really going against. I'm not a big fan of bacon. Sausages are right, but bacon it's too salty, man. Not a big fan. So I, I agree. She's not being unreasonable. I, I tend to go for unsmoked bacon these days, which is less salty. Yeah, yeah, good point. But still, ugh. yeah. When I recently switched smoked bacon for unsmoked bacon, I realised I'm getting old. Oh yeah, God. Yeah. All right, eighty pound slippers and your unsmoked bacon, you twat. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, I am a huge twat. So, on that note, we're going to round up this show. <laughs> and so, thank you very much for joining us today. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or general abuse, please email us. You can do so by dropping us a message to overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. That is overlyhonestdads as gmail at gmail.com. We have an Instagram account where John is starting to develop original content, OC, memes, for which other parenting sites might start to steal, which will be going full circle because for the first however many posts, we were just stealing from elsewhere. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the circle of life. But yeah, if you want to see some of John's original content, head over to our Instagram page. If you want to send us a tweet, that we probably won't see for a while then feel free to tweet at us we're at Overly Honest Dads we also are on YouTube so please do get in touch uh, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. please subscribe and if you know of anyone who is a parent or a parent to be who might benefit from listening to us three chuckleheads chat shit then please do recommend our show to anyone you know um, that is about it so I am going to thank Magnus and John, thank you guys. My pleasure. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, the listeners. Um, oh, just to say, we uh, are going to be continuing to post through the festive period. We're going to have another episode for you next Wednesday, and then we're going to, which will be the twenty third, and then we are going to have our now annual quiz episode going out on the thirtieth. Now we had a quiz episode that went up earlier this year. I think it went up in the summer. We actually recorded it on the 29th of December last year, and so Jesus. It, yeah, but because we weren't we we weren't posting them as we recorded them back then, they went out on a non-festive time of year but um, I'm going to be setting these guys a quiz and um, and it'll be a little bit looser than what we usually do <laughs> maybe a little bit drunker um, yeah. and and, uh, and I imagine John will drop a few C-bombs because we're going to probably relax oh, we, we, didn't, we didn't say the, the, uh, the C-word that's though. fine, that's fine, Don't you don't need to ruin oh, wow. it now don't ruin it now that's impressive. No, no, I won't. We, we did well, we did well, congratulations um, so yeah, we, we're coming in your ears throughout the festive period so look forward to that and thank you again for listening we love you we appreciate you i've been matt we'll see you again soon bye Cunt. no